RNZ National, time for our fortnightly money chat. Personal finance expert Mary Holm is in. We cover all sorts of topics from uh, KiwiSaver to uh, house hunting to investments. Today, though, insurance, and this is something that Almost everyone listening will have to make some decisions around yeah. Mary. I was pretty late. Um, morning, I mean afternoon, by the way. Nice to yes, see you. Yes, afternoon, um, I was really late to insurance because I've got to say my, my dad always said to me, oh, insurance is overrated. So, you know, if something happens, you'll find a way to make it work. <laughs> kind of how I grew up thinking that way. Well, I got married and my wife was like, ah, well, just let's, uh, let's have another yeah. chat about that. <laughs> Particularly when you have children, you know. And if a big, big bad thing happens, like, yeah. like you know, a parent dies when the kids are little or a house burns mm. down, that's, you know, that's a bit hard to just get yeah, over. It is, it is. Yeah. It's a classic uh, Nick Mulligan uh, philosophy <laughs> in the world, uh, which have done me very well, by the way, my father's advice over the years. But, yeah, let's consider another view on insurance and we got a listener email that says uh, dear mary i look at my bank statement and so much of what i see going out is insurance we have life insurance two policies vehicle insurance two vehicles contents insurance medical insurance two policies and pet insurance two policies and this doesn't include insurance in our home which we pay through a body corporate. It's a lot of money, and the premiums just keep increasing. I wonder if it would be better to put money into a savings account for emergencies, and then we would be earning a little interest on it. That's an interesting idea. How do we, as a family, figure out the best balance for us of insurance versus putting money into savings or paying more (laughs) off the mortgage? Great letter. Yes, it is, and it, you know I get a few letters along these lines every now and then. People pondering and and considering doing what's called self insurance, where you just yeah park the money in your own bank account, and instead of paying a premium, and use that to cover mm-hmm. things when they go wrong. The main problem with it is. Um, that if you have a big loss early on, you know, you start this plan and you're putting $100 a month or something into an account and then your house burns down or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it it doesn't really work for people always. Sometimes it does. And I've had people say to me, oh, I've been doing this for 30 years and now I've got all this money yeah. in the bank. And, and, and for that person, it did work. <laughs> yeah, but it's but just... But that's the point of insurance is that it's, yes. it's risk, right? Yeah, um, yes. it's, it's it's a way of managing risk and doing away with risk. And if you do it that way, you're talking about that as a risk. That yeah, something will happen it's a early. big risk. And and even if nothing does happen, there's that uneasy feeling. You know, the insecurity of knowing that it, if it did happen, you mm. you know you would you wouldn't be able to cover it. So I don't recommend doing that. But I do recommend, and I'll talk a bit more on it in a minute, increasing excesses and and so on, so that you. Insure only for the bigger problems and use that. Therefore, you pay lower premiums and use that extra money to set up an emergency account to cover the small things. Mm. So in a small way, you self-insure. But for the big stuff... You get cover. Yeah. Is, is how I, um, is. That's the approach I take to health insurance. And it does sting yes. a bit when I got my wisdom tooth out earlier this year and the excess wasn't enough to cover it. I was like, no, maybe I should have had a smaller excess. But yeah. That's only once every five or six years. That's right. You've In got, general, yes. you just wear it. If you if you if if something happens, you wear the first yes. $1,000 or whatever it is. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And, and I always think 
okay, I don't have to go to the hassle of claiming, which I know is a bit silly, but if it's just a fairly small amount, um, it can be quite a hassle to claim. And mm. you just say, oh, I'm, I'm paying, covering this myself, and it's nice and simple, and yeah. But I, an interesting thing about the attitudes to insurance, I, I maintain that it's good if you feel ripped off by insurance. If towards the end of your life you say, oh, God, I've paid a lot in and haven't <laughs> yeah. got much back. Because yeah. that means you haven't made a lot of claims. The the winners are the ones who have made a lot of claims. And <laughs> do you really want to be? Because always when you make a claim, there's also a loss that's not just financial. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just uh, yay, damage to I, your I house. I crashed my car. Yes. <laughs> Finally, all that car insurance is going to pay off. It doesn't yeah. really work like that, does it? No, it doesn't really, no. And yeah. And... I mean, even if it's just like some damage to your house, fairly minor damage to your house, you know, trees falling on one room or something, you've still got the hassle of mm. of living with it while it's being repaired, etc. So um, I don't think many people are pleased the life insurance policy paid off. No, no. <laughs> the odd widow or widower might be yeah. sometimes, but, but oh, we better not go there. Um, <laughs> but then another way of thinking about it is that you're spreading the bad stuff across a whole lot of people, you know, so that... Here's you and there's 100 people and right. they've all got insurance and one of them claims. And that's a kind of – and I'm sure that's how insurance would have started and, mm. you know, settlements or, or suburbs or whatever people would have got together and said, if we all put some money in, then when something goes wrong to, for one of us, we're all supporting that person. Or you could look at it as spreading the bad stuff across your own life too, that you – you know, you're paying premiums every month and most of the time nothing happens and every now and then a bad thing does happen and it means you haven't got yeah. um, a big lump sum yeah. problem at one time. So there's sort of different Talk, attitudes you can take. Talking about how insurance yes. started, by the way, I read a big book about Rome and they were talking about yeah. fire insurance. Um, one, one guy had the idea of starting a fire brigade and they would sell insurance to the people whose house was on fire <laughs> when they showed up. What? <laughs> so that person didn't have much choice no. but to pay the insurance and then they get the house fire put off. Uh, put oh, out my goodness. By the fire brigade, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that sounds tricky. But, yeah, I'm not quite sure how that would work, though, because, yeah, anyway. Um, I think they're quite exorbitant um, insurance policies. Oh, yes, I think yeah. they must have been, yes, about the cost of the price yes. of fixing the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but looking at different types of insurance, just just briefly, with life insurance, and people say, you know, the experts say we're rather underinsured in New Zealand, or, or more correctly, the wrong people have life insurance quite often. So you've really got to ask the question, what if you do die soon, um, who's going to need financial help? You know, hopefully you'll have people who will care about you dying, yeah. but financially. Um, so, so for example, older people quite often have the insurance when they've actually got enough savings, uh-huh. you know, the, by then, so that if, if it was an older couple um, and one of them dies, the other one's got enough savings. They don't mm. actually need life insurance anymore. Um, but quite often people with a non-working parent, they don't insure that person. They insure the breadwinner person, yeah. but not the other one. And that's not wise either because if you if that, that person died, the, not, the one who's not earning money, I shouldn't say non-working, but I, just yeah, not I know, earning I money, um, then, then the other person might well need to hire people for childcare and cleaning the house and all these other things. Mm. Um, 
very useful to have. You will some suddenly money. work out how much work that person actually yes, does. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Which could be a lot. Yeah. When, when, yes, um, get term insurance, which means it's, it only lasts for a specific period. Oh, yeah. because then you can stop it when you haven't got dependents anymore, um, or when the mortgage is paid off, or or whatever. Can't you just um, cu- can't you just cut it off at that point, or does term insurance have an actual date that automatically a, kicks in? To be honest, I'm not an expert yeah. on that, but I think. Yes, rather than getting a whole-of-life policy, which sort of goes on until when you don't need it anymore mm. often. Yes, yeah. Um, income protection or disability insurance, is where real, New Zealanders really are not doing this, apparently, yeah. in, in a big way. Um, we don't like to think about it, but usually what it, it covers is if you're unable to work for one month or it could be three months or a certain period, then payments kick in. Um, I've actually got a friend sometimes. who sells insurance, and he was telling me about. Yes. I was having dinner with him the other night, and he, yeah. said, he was talking about this. He said, "Actually, it's much more likely yes. for you that this will happen to you that you'll be unable to work than that you will die. Mm. Yes, and the life insurance will kick in. So That's maybe right. think about a little less life insurance and a bit more of this income protection insurance. Yes, indeed, indeed. I mean, and if you got a, a um, fatal illness, you're quite likely to have a period where you're unable to work before you die yeah. anyway. That might go on for years. And good to have some money coming in during th- that period. I think some life um, insurance might pay out early if that's the case. Does that ring a bell for you? Uh, yes, I, yeah. think, I think you're right. You know, So you could look at that. Yeah, I think that is right. Um but certainly while you were picture. fighting the disease and, and when it wasn't clear whether you were going to yes. die or not, yeah, you could use some yeah. support. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Um, sometimes they give payments for a fixed period or sometimes it's right through until um, 65 mm-hmm. when New Zealand Super kicks in. Um, so that's one for people to really think about, yeah. whether they've got that sort of cover. Even if you don't, you know, get a, can't afford to get a huge big policy, even if you had, you know... Um, a $1,000 a month coming in or mm. something, it would still be a lot better than nothing. Yeah. Um, house and contents insurance, that's all pretty obvious. Uh, renters should also get contents insurance. That can be overlooked sometimes. Mm. You know, you, gosh, in a flat, you know, stuff does get stolen or floods or fires or all sorts of stuff can go on. Um, car insurance that's one that New Zealanders do tend to have more mm-hmm. of. They're sort of more aware of that yeah. can go wrong. At least get third-party insurance, which means if you accidentally damage someone else's car, you've got cover for that because that can happen to anybody, even good drivers. Um, be honest, I've written down in my notes. Car insurance, when you, when people are applying, they ask for your sort of history of crashes and things. And and it's tempting to just play it all down a bit. And nothing's <laughs> nothing is said by the insurance company. They don't go in and check your history yeah. at that point. But they will if you make a big claim mm-hmm. later on. And that's when suddenly you find they say, Hey, Jesse, what about this big crash you had ten years that ago? That wasn't a big um, crash. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> just a little scratch. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so um so, uh, but it really doesn't pay to to be dishonest on on that travel insurance um look that's because we're just off on a trip or something we don't want to put hours into researching it but i would suggest you go online and look at reviews because there's a lot of disputes come out mm. of travel insurance um the financial services complaints limited which i'm on the board of disputes resolution ombudsman scheme mm. they get a lot of 
travel insurance complaints. People think they're covered and then mm. something happens and okay, they're not. Okay, good one. Yeah, so watch that. wonder if um, that Money Hub um, website you mentioned a couple of weeks ago might be a yes, good start on that. it is. Yeah, yeah. It's I a not-for-profit, I think. I'm allowed to plug that. They, look, they get some money if you change to a different company and click through their Got website it. or Got something it. like that, which is a model that a lot use. But to my knowledge, they seem to be pretty yeah. um, uh, neutral, yeah. you know, I think fair. Mm. I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, health insurance. Uh, once again, be honest. Same situation again as with car insurance. It's tempting to just not put down yeah. some health problem you've had in the past. But then if you get another health, health problem later... Um, and go there for cover, they might say, well, you know, this is kind of related to this thing that happened before that you didn't tell us about. Um, so once again, be honest. But moving on to keeping insurance costs down, I've got a few ideas yeah, on that. Yeah, yes, please. Yes. Um, as we were talking before, if you reduce cover for the, for the small stuff um, and only get cover for the big things that can go wrong, like um, getting high excesses on house and contents and car insurance. So I've got like $500 on, I think it's, I think that's the highest I can get, but anyway, on car insurance and things like that. And you say, okay, my premiums are lower and I'll just have to wear it if hmm. I have a fairly minor crash. Yeah. yeah. It's um, having a bit of faith in your own driving as well. Well, that, yes. That, if you're a defensive driver. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That does, that, that's true. Mind you, I've yeah. seen you out on the road, Mary. <laughs> a real yobbo. Whoa, yeah. She always yes. does a burnout on the RNZ car park when she yes. leaves on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, She's yeah. got a real the, reputation. The, the smoke rising everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Little old lady from Pasadena. Um, um, yeah. Now, where were we? Uh, um, oh, yeah. income, income protection insurance you can pay a lot less if you um, have your payment starting after three months rather than after one month. Oh, yeah. Um, because, of course, a lot fewer people are going to claim It's a them. form of excess, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. It's the same sort of idea. With health insurance, drop the cover for GPs and, and have an excess in there. Yeah. And then it costs... I mean, health insurance does what so many people my age are saying, the way the premiums rise awfully fast as you get older. And it's it's simply because we're all claiming more. Mm. You know, um, things start going wrong. They do. And, Your yeah. body starts breaking down. Oh, not for you yet, Jesse. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, it's already started. started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so to keep the health insurance down, I would recommend dropping the GP cover and get, having high excesses. But... I still think it's worth having the cover for when if you get a, a serious health problem, the last thing you need is a financial problem at the same time. Yeah. You know, yes. So workplace insurance for employees, have a good look at that. There's quite a lot of um, companies that yeah. offer plans, and they tend to be cheaper than getting it all on your own. Partly because workplace workers tend to be healthier than the average population because yeah. they're the ones that are in work, right. you know. And and also the, the you can get sort of big discounts because a company might line up 100 employees, and so that's often quite a good deal. On house insurance, if you get things like smoke and burglar alarms, quite often that will reduce your, as well as giving you extra cover, it'll, it'll reduce your insurance premiums on... Um, 
quite a lot of the insurance companies give you a discount if you get all of your like house contents, car, etc., all with the one company. Mm-hmm. So that's worth looking into. Can I just um, say too, I think there are yes. forms of health insurance or maybe even life insurance where if you meet certain health goals, 10,000 steps, you know, there's all these oh, things. Yes, that, yeah, it's kind of, of a new, and I think that's quite yeah. quite positive. Like, I don't quite, know, is it happening in New Zealand? It is, like, yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. really? Oh, that, that is interesting. Yeah. I won't name them, but yeah, you can you can shop around and if you commit to 10,000 steps a day yes. or... I don't know what the other ones are. Yeah. Basically, looking after your own health a bit, then yes. you get a discount. Mm. And that'd be interesting because once again, they're not going to come and monitor you doing the steps. No. But if you get ill, they might look at the data that's coming in about your body and yeah. say, "There's no way you're doing ten thousand yeah, steps yeah, yeah. if you if your um, heart rate's this or yeah. your blood pressure's that or, or yeah maybe or, um, or whatever." Because I think you can get certain and get discounts on a little smart watch or something. So maybe they do track yes. in some way. Anyway, yeah. Oh, you said chat for another time. Yeah, yeah. Um, no claims discounts on. So that's an interesting on car insurance, for example. After four or five years, you can quite often your premium might be halved mm. if you haven't made any claims. And of course, you know then. So and sometimes if it's not your fault, if there was. If you're in a crash, but yeah. it's the other driver's fault, then they won't take away your no claims bonus. So one way to keep your insurance prices down is to drive carefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically shopping around. Consumer New Zealand has got some good guidance on insurance companies, and they do things like survey members and say to them, you know, which companies have you had a good or bad experience with, and so that gives you a good feel for. Because it's one thing having insurance; it's another thing seeing if the company actually pays when mm-hmm. when you want them to. Um, and a final point: as your KiwiSaver balance is growing, you might consider reducing life insurance because when if you die, let's say you die at 40, um, your KiwiSaver balance becomes available to your estate straight away. Well, it, it might take a couple of months to, yeah. to clear, but it's not. it doesn't have to wait until you would have been 65. Mm. And so if you've got, you know, 100,000 in your KiwiSaver balance, then you might be able to weigh things up and say, look, if I die, we can, my family can get access to that and therefore I can reduce my insurance premiums. So... That's one other thought. Love that. Mary Holm, some great advice today. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Jesse. Mary Holm, our personal finance expert. If you came in late, we were talking about insurance and how much you need and what sorts. Uh, And you can find up um, this chat and previous chats with Mary Holm on our website on the podcasts page.